Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies. Hi there. Um, I'd like to welcome Raj Narayan um, to, to the podcast today. She's the founder and CEO of Imagine Golf. Hi, Raj. Welcome. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me, and it's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So why don't we just jump straight in? Why don't you tell me a bit about Imagine um, Golf? What does it do? How long have you been doing so look, um, I've been running this business, um, actually set up in January, 2021. I thought I was setting up after COVID was over in 2020. <laughs> Little did I know there's going to be a year of COVID and lockdowns. But anyway, we started in Jan, 2021. And what we do at Imagine Golf is we are a golf-based business networking group. And we do three key things, um, access, learn, and grow. We provide access to play at some of the top-rated golf courses across Australia. Opportunities to learn from senior keynote speakers. We've had the CEO of Australia Post, CEO of Metcash, Chief Customer Officer at Zero, et cetera, coming in to be our keynote speakers. And the growth, actually, there's an opportunity to grow your business uh, by connecting with other business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives um, in a relaxed setting of the golf course. I always say the big, most business happens when you're not trying to do business at all. So I think the golf course is an amazing setting to make some strong connections. If you play golf, that's right. And and to add and to add to that, um, our community is very inclusive and very welcoming. So we have complete non-golfers in there as well, um, as well as beginner golfers, as well as um, you know obviously proficient golfers. And the um, and the model, the way it works is we have our networking meeting, and following that you have an option to attend a golf clinic. So we just learn how to golf um, uh, when you you know from golf professionals or play 18 holes of golf, or just come to the networking part of it and connect with people and not do any golf at all. Right. Uh, Welcome in community of... I, I, joke, I jokingly said that because I'm not a golfer. <laughs> um, but I I was looking through um, some of the um, the speakers that you've had this year and last year, and they're fabulous. Exactly. Like when we had um, Paul Graham, the CEO of Australia Post, when he was speaking, we had six listed CEOs in the room listening to him, as well as a number of business owners and executives. And so it's a great community to belong to. Uh, I kind of have, I love the saying uh, by Brian Solis, and he said, um, "Community is not about belonging to something; it's about doing something together that makes belonging matter." And so, when you kind of doing a shared activity or a shared interest, doesn't matter how well you hit the ball or not; you just have a shared experience. If it's a great shot; you all clap. If it's a bad shot, you all laugh together. <laughs> but what it does is you bonded in a way that you know. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm just going to put a plug in here. As I said, um, great speakers, and it's not that expensive to, to be a member. So check out the website. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Um, so uh, tell me, um, who, um, how would you describe your core customer, your best customer? You've mentioned um, entrepreneurs, executives. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your description? Yes. Yeah, so look, at the core of what we do, uh, we are a business networking 
community. So our ideal customers are, you know, um, business owners, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, anybody who's really looking to build their network, um, grow their business, or really make some strong connections. So that's the core of our customer base. And as I said before, we are an inclusive group. So um, the golfing ability um, is quite varied among our customers. Um, and um, so and that's never been a, a key issue um, or a key factor. But uh, if you look at an ideal customer, there's someone who, uh, you know, are keen to network with people, keen to grow their business, keen to learn, learn and grow. Um, and then obviously, you know, enjoy a bit of golf and play some golf. Um, so, so you, you managed to start the, um, the business after COVID one and before COVID two. Tell me a, a little bit about, um, some of the actions you took, um, during COVID, during the pandemic that, that stuck with the business going forward. Yes. Look, um, um, yes, I started in Jan, 2021, we thought COVID was finished. Uh, but then obviously after three or four months of a bit of momentum, we went into lockdowns. So as a business that's about networking. Well, really, it's very hard to network. Mm -hmm. uh, we tried a couple of Zoom things and whatever, but you know, we are a golf-based networking group. Um, and while golf was one of the very few things that people could still do, it was still not possible to meet in more than a group of two people. So you know what I mean. So the networking part of it was very hard. We did adapt and change. We provided you know golf handicaps. We ran an online competition so people could play golf anywhere, put in their scores, and they go into the draw to win a brand new driver and so forth. Uh, we partnered with Drum, Drum and Golf. We offered some amazing prizes, a box of Pro V1 golf balls every week. So we, we tried, you know what I mean? It's like the restaurant, they were doing takeaways. We tried to adapt and do a lot of things. But one of the interesting things um, that we did, um, and it's an it's a funny story, but um, what one of the decisions I made when COVID started was that I was going to keep all my stuff. Because I thought about it and I thought, look, what would they do? Like, And I thought, oh, I'm going to keep all the stuff. And in my mind, as many business owners, I probably thought the lockdown would last for six weeks. <laughs> and then as a, as the months were growing and the six months, I'm thinking, oh, goodness, it, it is, you know what I mean? And because we'd only set up in January, we really didn't qualify uh, for the job keeper or the job seeker and everything because you needed to have revenues the previous year, which we didn't have. So it was, it was an interesting, tough time. But at the same time, uh, what we did was I introduced this thing. So everybody was um, paid. So I said, well, every, every day we had to jump on Zoom and I would run this Kahoot. I don't know whether you've heard of it. But Kahoot is a is a like an online quiz program where you could write up some quizzes. And so we used to have a quiz on the golf rules, the golf programs. Like we ran all these quizzes every day. It was just for fun, but we'd all get on the quiz and everybody had to do this quiz. And also that that time during COVID was a great time for us to, uh, you know, settle some of our processes, systems, put in place a lot of foundational work. Uh, but the Kahoot was an interesting way for us to do it because you know what I mean? How much processes are going to do? So we kind of, you know, make it a, a, like a little quiz. And that Kahoot has stayed still. Ah. Even now, every now and then we all play Kahoot on more fun and interesting things now. But um, and but the great thing for us was, and, you, you know, you kind of talk about, I'm always a very optimistic glass half full person. And the biggest thing for us with COVID was the silver lining was that everybody took it up. It was one of the only things you, you could do. And golf has been, ever since COVID, in the biggest boom it's ever had. Because, you know what I mean, golf was really big, then it was declining. Now it's in a massive boom. And we have, like, you know, people, I kind of think, you know, people talk about successful businesses. Sometimes a lot of it is being in the right place at the right time. Mm. We've just come in. We had, we'd had that stable time to stabilize our systems, processes. 
And coming out of it in mid-2022 onwards, we've had significant growth and we have about 1,200 members and the significant growth, we had the processes in place to be able to deal with. But also we had a team that was really bonded during this time and trained as well. We, you know, everybody's proficient with the rules. Everybody understands you know, the processes, the scoring of the scorecards and so forth. So it's just helped us quite a bit to, um, you know, come out of it very strong. And a huge amount of loyalty. Yes, that's right. And we're like a tight-knit team, very close. So. You know, there's um, a couple of quotes that sort of around, run in there with sort of the apply to what you talk about. One is um, Jim Collins, who's a uh, one of my favorite authors of read a book called Good to Great. Um, and um, he talks about return on luck. Yeah. Um, and that, but based on the basis that you, know, you make your own luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Steve Jobs said that wonderful to, uh, wonderful quote, you know, He's always amazed how how um, how long um, uh, how long it takes um, yeah, to for to for one is saying what looks like a very quick quick um, scale up. So that's right. And people talk about overnight successes. Yeah, that's right. You kind of think, sorry, they were there for fourteen years before they became the exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So tell me, what's the future look like, and, and what are your main challenges going forward? Look, um, in terms of our future, what it looks like is we want to build one of the largest. Um, business networking and golfing communities in Australia that is inclusive, that is easily accessible, cost-effective, and really make, you know, golf has always been a bit of an elitist sport and uh, networking has been a bit hard sometimes because not everybody's extroverted, not everybody really thrives in an environment where you go in and start giving your elevator pitches and handing over business cards and so forth. So that what we would really want to provide is an alternative an amazing relaxed environment. You come in, you play a sport, or you connect with people in a relaxed setting. Just makes it, you know, less transactional and really more meaningful relationships. But also, you learn a new sport and get into it. So uh, for us, the real next phase is around growth. Uh, we are growing at a very rapid uh, pace. So for us, it's all about you know managing the scale up, um, ensuring that amazing customer service and customer contact that we have is still preserved as we grow and scale. So that's like our challenge that we are really um, focused on. So because one of the things we do is um, say, for example, you're a member of Imagine Golf. We sit down with every one of our members and work out two things. One, learn more about their business, which is of course a given, but as a being a networking group. But the two, we really want to identify and understand who they're looking to meet. So you might be a buyer's agent and you might say, look, I want to meet an accountant or a financial planner who looks after SMSFs because I do a lot of investment property and people invest through the SMSF. So something like that, we, you know what I mean, really take note of that. And then as people come to our events and as people arrive, we pair them up, both of the networking, a lot of the times you're seated at the networking. So we put people's names and seat them so they can meet a group of different people than they would normally meet. And also when you play golf, your four ball, we put a lot of time and effort into, you know, who you end up playing with uh, and hopefully try to make as many connections as we can possibly, we possibly can. And um, so that is what we really focus on. And I, I want, like a challenge would be to ensure we maintain that and build on that as we scale up and as we grow. So we've just launched it to Brisbane and Melbourne recently. So our challenge is to, you know, to ensure we're providing this great, you know, service as we do now in the future as well. Great. Right. Right. So tell me, i I, sorry, I've, I've forgotten. Is this your first first business out of corporate? Yes, it, it is. So all my career has been in large corporate, and so this is my first entrepreneurial venture. Uh, Rosa and I have something in common. Um, she was at one stage CEO 
of Westfax Private Banks. And at one stage, I was Deputy General Manager of Commonwealth Bank's Private Banks. So, there you go. If I have. So, what do you think, you know, the last three years? What's been your biggest learning since you've been, uh, been a business owner? Look, um, the biggest learning has always been how hands on I am and how broad, um, uh, you know what I mean, your, your skill base and your role is. So, for example, I mean, I worked as a COO and um, at Bestback, and a lot of the, uh, I handled all of the non sales functions. So, training, learning, and development, marketing, product, operations, and so forth. So, I did have breadth as one of the things that I worked on. But starting an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial venture is completely different. I'm doing right from like, you know, doing everything from invoicing to all the way to doing strategic talks on strategic networking and, and everything else in between. So I think that's been like you know, really hands-on and also very close to my team. I had a much larger team when I worked in corporate, and now we're a much smaller but a lot more close-knit team and you know, very little hierarchy and so forth. So we're all like you know, directly um, connected to one another. So I think these have been you know, the big um, learnings and things, handling everything, wearing all hats at the same time. <laughs> Any entrepreneurs will get, you know, will. Yeah. All right. Um, I think a lot of our listeners will absolutely relate to that one. I relate to that, yeah. And me too. Um, so um, when you think of the word successful, tell me who, who comes to mind and why? Look, I kind of, um, Oprah Winfrey, she's one of the people I really look up to. As in, um, you know, she inspires me in the sense that she's self-made, uh, comes from a very, um, you know, um, not a great flash background and built everything, built her whole empire on a, you know, smarts and merit and a bit of hustle. And I, that kind of really inspires me. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of people who've, you know, really well educated, really successful and so forth, but to really create something off your own back with, um, you know, very little formal education or formal training, but build this massive following and empire. I think that was just um, something that really resonates with me. That's a great achievement. You know, you're the first, first person We've interviewed that has suggested Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey in this ninety-two interviews podcast. We've done that. Um, I'll chase down. There's a fabulous article that she um, she was interviewed in about um, a bit about her journey, but also about um, you know her her principles of leadership and principles of business. I'll I'll chuck it down and send it to you. It's a real great. Well, thank you so much. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So, having said that, now into uh, books, podcasts, autobiographies. Uh, any that you uh, uh, you can, we can recommend or that you know, yes. you the most? Uh, look, I like Atomic Habits by James Clear. Absolutely. Love that. I actually had the opportunity to go and hear him speak a few days ago, yeah. Darling Harbour. So that was amazing. And um, I just love that book. The other thing I really like is um, Alex Hamozi. And yeah. he did the 100 Million Leads, which is a great podcast. So he wrote the book and has released the podcast. It's free of charge for everybody. So that's an amazing one to listen to if, if you have the time. I, I love that. And the other one was systemology. Yes. Systemology and like creating systems and you know, sustainable systems and processes within your business. Um, um, yeah, there's some, some I'd recommend. <laughs> um, systemology, I forgot the author. He's a, he's um, a Melbourne. David um, sorry. David Jennings. Yeah, David Jennings. And it's a great book. Um, Alex Tomozzi. <coughs> His book has just arrived, actually, and um, uh, it's fascinating. He um, he broke so when when he, he the, the way he actually used his system to launch the book. The book, yeah, and they literally broke so he had over I think over half a million listeners 
live and it was at 2 a.m. Australian time. That's right. Yeah, it was something like that. It was middle of the night and it was worldwide uh, at the same time and it was just massive. Yeah. And um, the first thing was the first book was 100 million offers. But I actually think the 100 million leads is um, a mm-hmm. great one for everybody to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've got a... Um, a note that I, I talk to my clients a lot about um, you know, everything is downstream of lead generation. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, last last question. Any last piece of advice or parting words? Uh, uh, I like this. Um, I'm going to use one of these quotes by Porter Gale, and he says, your network is your net worth. So my parting piece of um, advice or whatever would be to always, you know, because as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to get uh, involved working in your business, yes. allocate time to work on your business and on your personal brand and create a community, create your tribe, you know, a network that you, who will be your support, who will be, you know what I mean, provide learning and growth. Absolutely. Great piece of advice. <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, no, I've enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to... Um, If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.